my name. Start a new life. But I could never escape his shadow. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we're your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. What's up, guys? Hello, we are back again (laughs) for another installment. We're punching with each word because this episode... It's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's it is, for, it is for an awesome. awesome character. I'm also incredibly exhausted and tired. It's been a very long week, <laughs> so I'm trying to psych myself up because I know this episode's going to be incredibly long, and there's so much to cover. So, so much, so much to cover. I've I've warned Jeffrey at least like twelve times. Like, man, man, this this episode, this episode's going to be long, and we joked that it could be longer than the actual movie that it's it's based around. And so, yeah. Um, before we get to all of that. Um, we do have some podcast news, which ooh, is pretty ooh. awesome. <laughs> are you going to punch every time? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, we are officially streaming on Amazon Music and Audible. So if either of those streaming platforms are your go-to, we are on there. Woo! Woo! So thanks to everybody who helped make that happen. Um, yeah, we're there. Please subscribe, rate, do whatever you want. And also, um, I hadn't mentioned before, but we officially have merch. Uh, so <laughs> um, f- uh, we have two t-shirts, a cap, um, and those are all available on the, our site, which yes. is in the link in bio, wherever you're listening or in the show notes. So check it out, if you will. Exciting stuff. Exciting. We made it, truly. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've made it when you've made your own merch. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we can just kind of dive right into it yeah. and let's go. Um, mm-hmm. As always, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. So, you know, hopefully here um, we cover some great stuff about a great character. And if you agree, if you don't agree, send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so today's character, episode 11. Oh, yeah. In true a stark contrast form, we're going to have a character study based off of Shang-Chi. 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 I wish we had that sound bite of him explaining the pronunciation of his name. Maybe we can cut there that in here. There might be a clip. There yeah. might be a clip, I think. And so um, this character is very relevant, especially right now. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday. Simulu is trending everywhere. Um, wow. And this is opening weekend of the film. And so... You know, the thing is that many people don't really know about this particular character. You know, he's been kind of buried as far as Marvel comics lore has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you compare him to the other notable characters, especially. But um, yeah, so we're going to dive into Shang-Chi. Let's do it. Let's do it. First and foremost, he was created by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin. Now, I don't. That's right. And do you remember who Jim Starlin yes, is? Yes, the creator of the Mad Titan himself. Yes. <laughs> Thanos. And so Jim Starlin himself, um, like Jeffrey said, has is, is created many cosmic characters. And so Thanos is one of them. Gamora, Drax. You know, a lot of the Guardians lineage um, is is due to Jim Starlin's creations. And so he happened to also create Shang-Chi of all it's characters. Crazy. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. And his first appearance, Shang-Chi, that is, uh, was special Marvel edition number 15, 
December 1973. Seventy. Oh, that's 73. like yeah. that's like amidst like then like the like the kung fu the kung fu, kung fu era. era of like you know, yeah. Bruce Lee and yeah. right of like yeah exactly and that's kind of it's funny to see this kind of you know like for instance we're recording this episode like as Marvel releases the movie and so you think back to the seventies and you know Stan and the creative team having their their summit and then they're like all right so these these kung fu movies are awesome. What can we do with a martial yeah. artist, you know, and, and thinking about about how they were going to represent that sort of, you know, pop culture phenomenon. And so, unfortunately, I was just telling Jeffrey before recording that I do not have a single trading card Sigh. of Shang-Chi. And so, like I mentioned very briefly, is that there's this moment, this pocket where he was just not, he was not in the mix, uh, you yes. know, he just wasn't there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in the 90s, I, I combed all of my sets. There's not one, I have plenty of the Mandarin. The uh, Mandarin well, is, yeah. you know, kind of related in uh -huh. the story in particular, but none of him, and I, even in my digital NFTs, wow. I have, I have a ton of, I have a ton of Shang-Chi cards now because of the, the movie, but none of them have actual information on yeah. the back. So, um, so sadly I can't read anything from that as far as that's concerned. But, um, I guess my question to you, Jeffrey, as always, wh what was your first exposure to this character? Well, I mean, technically it's, you know, when the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 came yeah. out, so like it was the Mandarin, but it wasn't really the Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and they touch on that actually, of that Iron Man uh, 2, was that 2? Yeah. That was Iron Man 2. 2 going into 3. I think at the end of 2, no? Oh no, because Iron Man 2 was Whiplash. It was Whiplash. Sorry, but okay, so Iron Man 3 was the Mandarin thing. But didn't, they, didn't he have a, a cutscene or something at the end? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I forget, <laughs> but so I mean, so that was like the only, mm -hmm. at least with the ten rings and everything, that was like the only exposure. Yeah. Um. So and then up until then, mm -hmm. or up until like right now, you you haven't heard of Shang Chi until yeah, like the last was it twenty nineteen when they announced him. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like for me, he's he's kind of been once again, he's like recessed to the back of the line. Yeah. Um, just because he wasn't being utilized as frequently as he could have been. Mm -hmm. um, and he wasn't in titles that were, I guess, you know, at the forefront of, you know, like he wasn't in the Civil War type of title until yes. recently. And so we're going to get into all of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there was one storyline that I saw on Twitter mm -hmm. where like he taught Spider-Man how to fight in the comics in one, in one of the... There was like I was yeah. seeing that like that, like the way of I don't know what it was, mm -hmm. and I think maybe Seaman has said like in like an interview saying he's like I want I want Shang Chi to meet Spider Man. Oh my god! And then because he teaches him like whatever it is, yeah. how to fight or whatever. It's probably the key thing that the you know the chi and yeah, the harnessing. Yeah, because he loses like Spider Man loses like his yeah webbing or power or whatever it is, and I don't I forget the storyline. Forgive okay. me, but um uh, yeah, I can't think of it. But right yeah, the top of my so head, that'd but. be that'd be interesting. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Oh my gosh, and you know they're like kind of in that right like moment of age range and post blip and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, Shang-Chi in particular, he's one of the few Marvel characters who doesn't have a moniker or a dual identity. 
Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't. And I mean, like off the top of your head, can you name any <laughs> any others? Any others who don't have a who mom? don't have who don't have a dual like Jessica Jones is one, but technically she did at one point. Yeah, but like Shang Chi, it's like a very small demographic oh. if you think about it. Wow, that, yeah, now that you think about it, there's not that, because it's like, you, you can go, you can go, we can go down the line, you know, Tony yeah. Stark, Iron Man, yeah. okay. Yeah, Oh, Thor? Yeah, uh, Norse mythology, I mean. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> but most characters, yeah, have. Yeah, they always have a duel, and he's never. He's never, he's always just had that. Shang-Chi? It's true. That's how they explain it in the movie, the too. The power of the name, yeah. right? And so, uh, you know, like, before we get too crazy into into the comparisons here, um, like, this obviously contains mild movie spoilers. Yes. Um, we're going to try and, and hold it back. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just a forewarning. But, um, you know, like, uh, you you may have seen in the film by now or not, you know, Shang-Chi, the character in general, he was he was quite literally born into the world of assassins. Yeah. And so they've kept it very true to this in the film where he's, you know, like straight out of the womb almost, you know, he, in the books, was like taught by his father, okay, you're going to be this trained yes. martial artist uh-huh. who's going to learn how to kill a man every way imaginable. Possible. And um, and so in the in the books, his father his father's name is Fu Manchu, which is a very notable phrase or name because it's very often connected to that mustache, the Fu yeah, Manchu. Yeah, like, like the, the facial hair, yeah. The facial hair in general. And of course, that all spirals down from, from a more thorough story that we'll eventually get to once, once we get into Shang-Chi's family. Um, but Fu Manchu uh, in the comics was part of the Five Weapons Society. And so in in that, um, it's kind of like a ring. It's, it's very much like a clan where of killers. Mm, and you okay. know they're, they focus on these these five elements, if you will. Um, in of fighting and fighting styles, and then they're the staff, the saber, dagger, hammer, and the hand. Yeah. And so those are the f- the five elements of that. Of, I don't want to call it a team, but you know the group, <laughs> the sanction. Yeah. Um, and so you know, in time, as he grows, Shang Chi like becomes familiarized with the fact that his father is essentially like a bad guy. He's yeah. a villain. Let's uh-huh. just call it what it is. And and he comes to terms with it, and he inevitably inevitably um, teams up with. "Quote unquote, the good guys, and uh, one of them is named Dennis Nayland Smith, and he teams up with the MI6, which is the military uh, yeah. intelligence section six. So British intelligence, and uh-huh. so it's kind of interesting that they kind of weave those those united forces in. And um, as a result, Fu Manchu considers Shangxi an adver- an adversary from that point in. And then he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna try killing you." Interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. That's it. That's it for the rest of his like storyline. Is that in the comics? Yeah. Is Jeez. That, you know, it's it's kind of like his great foe is unfortunately his father, and so oh, he right. encounters yeah. many other adversaries along the way. Obviously, like any hero does, he has this journey filled with different villains and you know all that. So he's never really crossed over with like. Your typical, like, Avengers in the comics? He has. Okay. He has. So on top of all of that, his dad is still his, like, 
number one number enemy. One okay. Yeah, and yeah. so that's the the sad story well, of it. Well, they all. kept that. They kept that storyline. They line kept a little the, bit of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, just some some generalizations as far as Shangxi goes. Um, he had, he identifies as uh, Bodhisattva, which is you know seeking the path to Buddhahood. Okay. Um, and not attaining it. And speaking of teams, he's he himself has been on House of Champions, the Avengers, the MI6, okay. Marvel Knights, Heroes for Hire. Um, and, and most recently the agents of Atlas, which, you know, for, for me in particular, or for any Asian that reads comic books, like that's a big deal because uh, okay. that team mm-hmm. almost entirely, it, they, it's all Asians. Oh, okay. And so awesome. it's an Asian Sick. superhero team. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, cool. yeah, that's hell yeah. And so I'm kind of like, oh, right. If you're all going to plant these seeds and then eventually have this team. Yeah. Like they don't have to be the Avengers, yeah, yeah, but yeah. to have the Agents of Atlas present yeah. in the MCU, mm-hmm. mind blowing. I would love I to would have that. I would be crazy. And so, for your benefit and for anyone listening, that team consists of the Asia team. So they're different like sanctions. Oh, okay. And so the Asia team itself is led by, I can't wait for your face, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Jimmy Woo? Jimmy Woo is leading. So he's like, he's like the Maria Hill sort of. So you're telling me Jimmy Randall Woo? Park is yes. that leader? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my so, so Jimmy Woo leads Agents of Atlas. It's kind of like, think of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you know how Coulson is yeah, eventually yeah. like, so Jimmy Woo is that, he's the Coulson wow. of that team. Jeez. And then so alongside a character named Arrow, who is a more uh, recent addition, um, a character named Braun, Crescent, mm-hmm. Giant Man, um, Io. Is it Io or did I put low? I think I might have typoed that. I can't remember. Um, Luna Snow, who if you aren't familiar with Luna Snow, they mm-hmm. introduced her in, into one of the, the mobile games at first. She's the first K-pop Whoa. Marvel hero. Yeah. Interesting. So wow. her her day job, she's a, K- a K-pop. She's a K-pop star. And she's also a hero. It's hilarious. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I know. And then Ms. Marvel, Kamala okay. Khan. Nice. A character named Protector, Silk, who we've talked about a few times. Shang-Chi, Wave, White Fox, and the Swordmaster. So that's that team. And it's like, and it, you know, of course, different people come in at times and mm-hmm. assist and all that, but I would love to see that kind of thing. No, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean... He's in San Francisco. Jimmy Woo's in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So you never know. Yeah, and so um, from that, we're going to pivot on over to MCU land. And so you know, like, I want to preface this with the fact that uh, Jeffrey and I were lucky enough to see the film mid-August, um, thanks to Marvel and those early screenings they were having. So thanks, Marvel. Um, that was a delight for us, because we were like, yay, now we don't have to worry about spoilers. Yeah. And it was also just so great to see the film, I mean, almost a month ago, which is yeah, also which kind, is kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. And then when we watched it opening night, it yeah. was kind of like, okay, like now we're watching, we can yeah. watch it and kind of just really take it in. Really absorb it. Yeah. Because honestly, and you know, uh, my, my dad asked me about this the other night, um, they, my parents were visiting and so I got to take them to a screening on opening day. And um, he is like, oh, so how many times have you seen the movie now? (laughs) It's kind of funny to explain to my father, like, the film has been out for 24 hours. I've seen it three times. Like, you think about it in that sense, and you're like, oh, dang. That's what I said to, like, someone asked me, and they're like, oh, this is my second time seeing it. They're like, the second time already? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, crap. Yeah, Yeah, I have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, but for me, I like... 
I like to revisit them quickly after the first time. Yeah. Because it really gives me a chance to really take in the dialogue, to really take in visuals. Because I'm very observant when it comes to the films, and I'm looking at stuff that I, yeah, same. you know, and and I'm not necessarily trying to look for Easter eggs or anything, but I just really yeah. like soaking in every every iota of. Yeah, the it let film. me. It let me also kind of like take in like different emotional beats, like. Maybe I saw something the first time, and then the second time I was like, I was like, okay, how does this, how is this affecting me right now? And there are mm-hmm. noticed more things about a certain sequence, yeah. which I do have like where I'm like, there's there's times where I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe that sequence, I was like, I don't, maybe it wasn't like the same for me as I thought. So that, that helps seeing it like a, another a second time. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, uh, like I'll, I'll say like the first two times emotionally. It didn't get me as much as I thought it would. But the third time seeing it with my parents, mm. oh my gosh, I was telling Jeffrey this. I was like, <laughs> I bawled. I like was bawling like during scenes. Again, I've seen two times before. Yeah. But because of the, the emotional ones? thing. Which one? Well, of course it was the parents and, and the family aspects really got to me. Yeah. You know, and the very and you know, um the very Asian aspects of the film. And also just because it's like that kind of film and marvel gets you in that way yeah, where yeah. you can relate to it in different ways it's a family no film first yeah, if you think about it exactly <laughs> like you know and um and so you know needless to say that this is another mcu origin story and the 25th film in the mcu 25 already 25th film <laughs> 25 films and what is it 11 12 years i mean iron man one yeah it's about two films oh, a year. Oh. Wow. And how many did they do this year, you think? This is the second one, and they have two more. No. Yeah. Oh. And they have two more. Yeah, you're right, because <laughs> Black Widow. And then they have Eternals and Spider-Man, so it's like... And not even including the series. And not even including the series, <laughs> so they're really cooking with gas right now. Yeah. So imagine by the end of the year, we'll be on our 27th <laughs> MCU film. I mean, I'm not complaining yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so some some uh, details about the film, you know, portrayed by Sulu, who is... Who Adorable a- and who asked for this role? He, he, was he quite like, literally asked for it. He was like, "What are we gonna do about this, guys? Like, come on, like, like let me audition at come on. Marvel. Like, yeah. hey, yo, so like, so good." <laughs> and he got it, and it works. I mean, like, I just what a story. Yeah. That's why I'm like firm on it. Really, couldn't have happened to like a nicer person who just seems very humble, but very he just knows how to handle himself yeah. and, and he's, professional. He's, and, he's hilarious on Kim's convenience. Oh, he's so too. funny. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> and I'll, I mean, I admit, I I haven't seen the entire series yet. I've seen a good amount. Of yeah, and I've and seen yeah. a good amount, and he's just fabulous. The entire cast is great, yeah. but he's he is hilarious. And um, the film, of course, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, screenplay story by Dave Callahan, and Daniel Destin Daniel once again. Um, and <laughs> before we get further into the movie, uh, I wanted to quote Shang Chi super fan Nick, who said after seeing the film, "You're gonna have to bleep almost this entire quote, my oh, friend." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Yep. Holy fuck. That movie was phenomenal. Holy fuck. (laughs) 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 And Nick is a friend of a friend of the podcast, Peter Melnick. And and so we've kind of been corresponding through him like third party. I don't even know if like that. I don't even know. I don't know if anyone's going to get the context. It's just going to be like beep, 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 beep. Let's just say Nick really enjoyed the film and he is like 
super fan. Like, yeah. we're talking comic books like ah. all the way back. So he, if he loved it, like that says a lot. And then, of course, we have Sherry on Twitter who was a little, little more um, reserved with her response and said, "OMG, I loved it. So, so beautiful. I have a soft spot for dragons. The fight choreography. Gah! And then five dragon emojis." Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the responses about the film are just absolutely wonderful, yes. and I'm so happy to hear that people are enjoying it as much as I have and how you have, and it's great. It's great to know that, you know, they, they actually put, the studio put effort into a film that is, quite honestly, like, the Asian community's version of Black Panther. Like, that's, yes, that's our pioneer. Yeah. And they stay pretty true to, like, when it came to, like, the authenticity. Asian films. Authenticity. Uh, yeah, that, I was really like, but the, mo the movie started off with subtitles, and I was like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> like we're 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 in it. I was yeah. just like, they're 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 we're in it. They, exactly. They're letting them speak like, they're, they're the language like like a, like an actual foreign film. Exactly. And like, you know, and I was just like, yep, that already was. I was like, this is this is gonna be this is gonna yeah. be solid. Yeah, and it's it's like you know the, the what the uh, director of Parasite said, you know, it's like if you're going to let yeah. one inch barrier of yeah. sub subtitles keep you from enjoying a film. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, and so that the fact that they were able to, to really pull that off. And again, in the first like 10 minutes yeah. is like, He's like wow. if you, if you're able to get over that, like you said, the, the bar barrier. one inch barrier, you're yeah. going to be exposed to so much so, more exactly. creativity. Exactly. And, yeah. It's, I was like, this is great. This is, Freaking great. Yeah. Um, and she touched on the fight choreography and... Ugh. It's intense yes. and it's so beautiful. Um, and so, you know, in the movie, uh, I guess the Ten Rings are... The, the name itself is broadened so much more than it was in the books because in the books, it's quite frankly Ten Rings. Yeah, literal, They're literally yeah. Ten yeah, Rings. Yeah. I saw that. And, you know, and, and upon our first viewing and upon, like, seeing the promotional materials where... Where you know the father, who we now know as Wenwu, is wearing ten rings on both forearms. Arms, yeah, I thought it was like, oh, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, and I didn't want to judge too quickly because I was like, okay, in the MCU terms, the ten rings. I mean, we just came off of the Infinity Gauntlet, like, yeah, and the gauntlet and stones, itself, and stones. And it's on the hands. Yeah, it's and kind of, yeah. It would be very repetitious because they're not that they have similar. I mean, they might have some similar aspects as far as powers go, but like to to go from okay, these stones possess yes. these powers, and now yeah. like these yeah. ten rings. I have also these saw powers. I also saw a picture of how like it looks in the comics. Yeah. like literal ten rings, yeah. and all like different colors, and different it's like, colors and different. Yeah, and I was just like. Yeah, I don't know it, if that would work. It wouldn't in have like worked. MCU. I really, I am convinced it wouldn't have worked. Um, and I, you know, like growing to know it in the MCU's, you know, counterpart version, I was like, okay, cool. And so, like, you know, to to further bring it from an ornament of sorts mm -hmm. to like a straight up, it's a group of people, like in this community, in the sanction of fighters and you know underlords, whatever you want to call them to bring them into this Ten Ring Society, I think it's safe to say they're very equivalent to the Five Weapon Society. So uh, okay. they're the MCU's version of that from the comic books, which I totally get is, you know, I think that's that's right on the money. I think that's the way to do it. And so, you know, I made a notation here I just wanted to touch on. Um, like, they've, they make points in both the film and the books about westernization mm -hmm. of the Asian culture. And so in Shang-Chi number one, um, in 2020, it was written by Jean Lung Yang mm -hmm. and drawn by uh, Dyke Ruan and Philip Tan. 
And um, the quote, he says this great quote in the book. Um, because they kind of make that thing of like, oh, why don't you use uh, okay. Chinese name? Or why don't you, you know, yeah. why don't you speak the dialect? And he says, at one point, he's questioned by a colleague. And he says, if I, excuse me. I found that if I show my cadence and use wise words, Westerners look at me rather than past me when I speak. And so it was kind of like questioning, like, why do you always almost speak in Proverbs? And so he was he was kind of like defending himself of like, well, I'm not doing it because I'm Asian, yeah. but I'm doing it because I want people to understand the words that are actually coming out of my yeah. mouth. Oh, very and profound. So it's very <laughs> profound, yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's a neat way to look at it. You know, it's, he's not playing up to some stereotype, yeah. which, which in the past, because again, that, that was from last year, you mm-hmm. know, versus his 70s counterpart may have been vastly different, you yeah. know? Um, he didn't want to be a walking fortune cookie. Yeah. Yeah, you and we've that. seen that before. It's like, okay, we don't, we don't need to do that. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I thought that that was a great pull quote because it was it spoke to what was important to him beyond the stereotype. And, and again, like they mentioned that in MCU, and there's that dialogue again, like Sean, Shang-Chi, like what? <laughs> and then the, and, and even Katie, you know, his friend in the, in the film played by Aquafina, you know, like, what is your Chinese what's your, name? What's your, yeah, yeah. Chinese name. And, and then, you know, the fact that her Chinese sucks because she's a first generation sort of, um, yeah. you know, Asian American and, and, and going into those little details that are actually quite common among our communities. I thought that was so great. And so, um, I don't know if you know, know this, Jeffrey, but the film itself, mm-hmm. its theatrical history goes as far back as 2001. The which one? The, the, the film itself. It goes back yeah. as far? So they've oh, tried, they've to, tried make, to develop this. Yes. Oh my gosh. They have tried to develop this film since 2001. And so back in the day, let's take it back to 2001. Jeez. Stephen Norrington was set to direct the film. Uh-huh. And then in 2004... It was then supposed to be produced by Ang Lee, okay. who did the, the Hulk Makes film. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. The very first Hulk film by Universal. And then in 2005, um, they were going to have Yuen, Yuen uh, Wuping and DreamWorks um, develop the film. Interesting. And then in 2006, okay. <laughs> Marvel decided they would then be producing it with Paramount Pictures. Interesting. And then it just goes dark. Damn. So he went, the Shang-Chi and the movie concept went dark after 2005, and it didn't, or 2006, and it didn't reemerge until 2018. And then that was with, um, Interesting. David, Calla- David Callahan was the first person that they were like, all right, we're finally doing it. Oh my gosh. And then 2019, Destin Daniel Crichton comes in, and then they're like, all right, we're going. Like, we're doing it. So if you imagine, like, oh my god, that's eighteen years <laughs> yeah. like, of like just just like, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, now you think about it, mm-hmm. trying to make that kind of movie in the early two thousands, yeah, and yeah, and tastefully, yeah. especially during that time yeah. of movies where mm-hmm. things were probably not done in good taste. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At least, at least when it comes to like Asian representation mm-hmm. in general, so. And I was trying to think of like what films were floating around in that 
in that time frame, you know? And, like, immediately, you know, like, Kill Bill comes to mind, and Kill Bill 2 comes to mind. And I mean, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, yeah. yeah. That was a big one. And then, like, Memoirs of a Geisha, maybe maybe a little earlier than that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even, like, I mean, it's, I mean obviously, this, this isn't, like, one of those, but, like, yeah. the... The Jet Li movies, mm-hmm. like with like with Aaliyah, yeah. and then like um, and DMX and, and DMX, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I was wondering too, I, you know, because my X Men, my X Men timeline is all jacked up. But I think that like Wolverine Origins, X Men Origins, Wolverine mm-hmm. and um, Logan and yeah. um, the Wolverine, yeah. they all came out out in that pocket of time where there was just nothing. Yeah. And so I wonder if the studio was like so. What are we gonna do? It was about so hard that? doing superhero movies, comic book movies, yeah. like in, during that time, because it's like no one took it seriously. It's like, mm. why would I? Yeah. yeah, like it was so hard. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm glad that they finally got it together because <laughs> there, what, what the the end result is so much greater than I think what would have happened had they had they tried to push this baby out in 2001. Yeah, and then perhaps remade it, you know. And it's like, nah, they did good. They did great. And so now we're going to go into into Shang-Chi as far as his powers go. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, I pulled a quote um, that I think really does tie in his inevitable um, prominence in the films. Mm-hmm. And it's the quote, an alliance between the mystic and martial arts. And so <laughs> Jeffrey's given the, yeah, actually, yeah. face. All right. Um, because, yeah, you know, we see it, you know, again, mild spoiler alert, or unless you've seen the trailers, you know, like Wong is present in this film and and he is a derivative of Doctor Strange and um, that side of the MCU. And so to, to hear that his, that Shang-Chi's powers in particular are like harnessed it's yeah, an alliance like between mystic, mystic yeah. and martial is like yeah actually that makes a lot of sense and that's a good word i think for the film because you know people kept asking what did you think of it like what did you really think of it and i'm too easy i love anything that marvel shoots out you know like i'm like Same. i liked yeah, it 100%. yeah 100 yeah, yeah. did you like it and i'm like i mean yeah like, yeah of course pretty freaking good but <laughs> it didn't occur to me until someone else said it that they, they use the word mystical and magical. And I was like, you know what? That's the word. Because like mystical, it's very different in a way that it's not magic necessarily. Yeah, it's but not. it's mystical because it has a it has these fantastical animals and yeah. the, the the thought of harnessing power from spirituality and or from and that like stuff. another from another source. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so um, let me riff off his powers real quick. This is gonna be crazy because this is a literal paragraph of powers from this kid. Okay. <clears throat> and so here we go. Master martial artist, skilled gymnast, peak physical conditioning, skilled marksman, throwing shuriken for for instance, weapons proficiency, nervous system control. So Shang- nervous system control. Exactly. So this is in the books, mind you. Shang Chi, he can control his nervous system, enabling him to deaden his body to physical pain. So he can resist drugs, poisons, limit spreading of neurotoxins and blood. Can't wait to see that in, in live action. <laughs> can you imagine? Like he can even slow down his bleeding rate. So if he got shot, he could be like, oh. And he doesn't necessarily have regenerative Regen- powers, yeah. Yeah. but he can slow the, he the can bleeding slow down. it. Yeah. And so that's like, they're really honing in on this idea of like mind over matter. Okay. Mind over matter. Which, yeah, and so, like, yeah. and he, so he's not like, 
he's not invincible, but he has he's so in tune with his body and his yeah. inner power that he's his inner strength. That I he's mean, like, yeah, you gotta like you gotta give him something. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I wonder, to your point, I wonder if in the films inevitably he gets to this point where he can be like, oh, broke my arm. Fix it. I mean, he has get to. Get shot. Oh, I mean, I'm going to slow it down. <laughs> that would be very interesting to see. That'd be kind of crazy, That'd right? Be, it's kind of cool because, like, you know, you have, like, what? You have your, like, your Superman who's invincible. Like, yeah. you have your Deadpool and your Wolverine who, yeah. like, basically can't kind of die. They can't unless die. Unless you do something incredibly drastic. Yeah, and even then, Deadpool himself is, like, a tiny, tiny baby Groot. Where yeah. if you just get a branch, you're like, well, he's going to regenerate yeah, yeah, in 48 yeah. and hours. And you have, like, yeah, Shang-Chi where yeah. it's just like, it's like, yeah, like... I'm not invincible, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of I'm still technically human, mm-hmm. but it's like you can't kill me. Yeah, <laughs> and so on top of that, he still has a power pressure point locator, so it's like a system where not a system, but like he can just identify and he knows it by now. He's mastered this art. Yeah. Um, he he has espionage ta- tactics, and he's a philosopher, and most importantly, Jeffrey, he's a patient fisher. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's an inf- that's uh, an interesting notation. Yeah. And then, whereas in in the in the MCU, his counterpart is quite literally just master martial artist, staff mastery, knife mastery, and master acrobat. And so yeah, he's got a long way to go. Yeah, we saw that in the movie. Yeah. That was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's he's got some long. He's got a he's got a journey if he's gonna live up to, to all that. But I mean, honestly, he's he's got he's got a bit of the larger list already. Like he's yeah. he's got some of that skill going on, and of course, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the chi and the internal ener- the internal energy, the power. I wrote, wow, so powerful. He can dodge bullets, which is also true. So he can dodge bullets very quickly. Um, and then, uh, you know, the thing I wrote down about the MCU is that <laughs> spoiler alert: the ten power, the the ten rings empowerment, and so that's. Vastly different, like that's just a added thing for the, yeah, that I can't, particular film. I can't wait film. to dive into the history of the yeah. MCU, like Ten Rings, yeah, that he uses exactly because, yeah, that's going to be a wild one. And so, we have yet to explore the rest of that, so that's going to be interesting. And then, um, there's a line in the film very casually thrown in that Shang-Chi speaks four languages. And so in the books, it's actually identified he speaks English, Cantonese, Mandarin, ancient Mandarin, and French. Um, Ooh. and I, with that, I have a pop quiz for you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not a crazy one. I do have a couple here for you. Let's but do it. Let's do it. Okay, so. Stimulate my mind. Do, 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 do. Ready, air, punching. <laughs> Shang-Chi has gone toe-to-toe with some of the Marvel Universe's most skilled combatants. Okay. Between he and Iron Fist, huh. who do you think the Black Panther dubbed more skilled. Ooh. And so if you know anything about Danny Rand and Iron Damn. Fist, there's this, you know, alternate dimension kingdom thing called the Kunlun, and he yes. has a glowy hand, fisty, fister yes. person. <laughs> and so he's all about the chi as well. Yeah. We have not yet spoken about Iron Fist, but if you look at them from just a strictly surface level stance... They're comparable. They're very comparable to okay, one another. Yeah. So who do you think is the is the more skilled? Oh God! Probably From sh- T'Challa's perspective. I should have watched the Defenders. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh. probably. <laughs> oh, 
Danny's pretty good. I, I mean, especially comic book. Yeah, this is a strictly a comic clips, book. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Comic book Danny's pretty good. In awesome. the eyes of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with my boy Shang-Chi. Okay. I'm just going to go. Shang-Chi. Okay. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong because that is actually very accurate. So he, Black Panther has fought both of these men yes. in the comic books. And... And uh, I believe he drew. He drew with one of them. And I think it was Shang-Chi. And Ooh. it was kind of like, he's just, he's just far more skilled in that sense, where he can really combat with all various types of fighters. Yeah. And not to say that Danny can't, but there's just something about Shang-Chi in, in particular that is especially more powerful than even the Iron Fist himself. So it's kind of like, hmm, are we going to see a melding of these characters in the future? I don't know. Because I almost thought, when I watched this film, I was like, are they going to Kunlun? But it ended up being a different place. Talo. I wasn't going to say it, Jeffrey, but yes, Talo. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Is that a spoiler? spoiler? It's kind of a spoiler. Uh. <laughs> so they go to this other... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jeffrey. I'm keeping it in there. <laughs> <gasps> I tried. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought... I, I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps that... They're going to inevitably weave those worlds together, and that's their reintroduction to MCU Some, Iron Fist. Okay, yeah. Or is he is he done? I, I don't know. Now I that we have Shang Chi, because they are similar in ways that that you know, um, yeah. And so <laughs> I made a note to mention this, but so the fighting is such an aspect of this character and so end the film undeniably and so like the opening scene is a is a beautiful it's fight it's still my favorite fight scene <laughs> and so that that is then followed up later by a fight scene that we see in the trailers where where Shang-Chi is on this you know this bus he's on a bus going through San Francisco it's a normal day for the character and that that guy <laughs> the guy filming now has his own Twitter account it's a character named Clev <laughs> Do you remember where we saw Clev before? Because he has been in another MCU film. Wait. You got no. Really? God. I feel like I remember. I, see, I saw this on Twitter or something. Yo, it's your boy Clev here. Clev. And I. Oh, yeah. He was filming in the original one, too. He was filming in his first cameo as well. Come on, Jeff. No, I'm horrible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, uh, you're gonna. Cause you're gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna I, cause I'm not gonna know it, and, and you're gonna tell me, and I'm gonna be like, ah. Hey yo, you really Spider Man? Do a flip, Spider Man. No. That's Clev. I totally yelled into the microphone, but oh. that's Clev. Clev is that guy that holds up his phone to Tom Holland on top of the building. I'm gonna watch it again. And he's like, "Yo, Spider-Man, do a flip!" And then he goes, "Big!" And he's recording it, and Spider-Man does a flip. That's Clev. Oh. So Clev has had two little cameos in the films. Uh. <laughs> and so I'd like to—I'd personally like to know if he's a martial arts uh, like specialist. Specialist, <laughs> so he says. Um, and so here we go. We're gonna we're gonna jump into the big boy here. This is the family topic, and so Woo. we're gonna go a little backwards, okay? Because because usually I start this out with the father, but because he's so important in Chang Shi's world, I'm gonna go backwards. And so I'm gonna hit it first. MCU Ying Nan or Nan Ying is uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Do you remember where we first saw Michelle Yeoh in the MCU? 
Because this blew my mind. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, that's right. She's it. She was already present in the MCU before this film. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Uh, he is a little tired. I will give wait, him that. Wait. Well, wait. No. Uh, Adulting is hard. Because how I, <laughs> because how I like how I know Michelle Yeoh got introduced to her at least was Crazy Rich Asians because she was so freaking like mm -hmm. good in that movie. Amazing film. And then you then you then you backtrack right and you're mm -hmm. like okay she's been in this she's done this. <clears throat> MCU. MCU Michelle Yeoh. Come on. No. All right, I'm gonna just cut to the chase. Uh, Alita Orgord in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh my two. god! <laughs> oh. oh shoot! My mic. <laughs> my mic just yes. rattled. Yes. Because Miley Cyrus is also part of that. Exactly. Oh, Sly Stallone. God. She's she's Sly Stallone's wife in that film. She's and a ravager. She's a ravager. <laughs> she got the Gemma Chan treatment. Yeah, she did. Uh. Well. Well, like a little she, better. Like she, oh, yeah, but she, but yeah. Like, she, was, she had a so, small role, and then now she has a bigger role. Well, now I'm like, oh, is Alita Orgord like, just never coming back now? <laughs> because, or is she going to... Multiverse! Gonna, multiverse! <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so we've seen Michelle Yeoh in the MCU already. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to bounce over to comic book land. So in the comic books, Shang-Chi's got quite a few siblings. Okay. So his half-brothers are Moving Shadow, Brother Staff, Takeshi. And so they all have these titles that are associative to the five weapons. Uh -huh. And so um, he has an adopted brother named Nai, half-sisters Zheng Baoyu, um, Kwai Far, Esme, who is also Sister Dagger. She's awesome. Um, and uh, Zheng Jilan. And then this is where we kind of hit the fork in the road. So in the books, his sister's name is Shiwa uh, Zeng, or Chung, Shiwa Chung, 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 Chung. See, I don't know if I should say it as in Chinese, or should I, or should I just flip it? I thought it sounded pretty, I thought it pretty. I was like, I was okay, so let me do, <laughs> I'll do Chinese with the, the surname first. And so in the books, his sister's name is Chung Xiuhua who is known as Sister Hammer. And so Sister Hammer is jacked, nice. first and foremost. I would she's hope like, so. <laughs> she's, like, she's like six foot eight. Oh my God. She's shaved head. She's like arms for days. Okay. And as you could tell by her namesake, her weapon namesake, Hammer is kind of her thing. Her ha The Hammer is her thing. Nice. And so I couldn't readily find uh, immediate distinctions that linked her to the MCU sister who we know as, you know, um, Jai Ling. Jai Ling, yes. Also called Ling Ling when she's little. Um, but um, yeah, and, and Jai Ling in the film is very much like she's a self-taught martial artist and she yeah. uses the dart arrow. And and so I didn't really find, you know, that that's a huge con stark contrast oh, to really? me yeah. in particular. Because nice. I was like, okay, I don't think that Xiaoling is supposed to be anyone in particular, but uh, because he has so many siblings in the, yeah, in, the yeah. in the books, perhaps she's an amalgamation. I feel like they do that a lot with like the characters in yeah. this movie, where they kind of like they added new ones or, yeah. or re re kind of structured, obviously like with the dad, which we'll get into. Yeah. So I feel like you know they mm -hmm. kind of had to like do that just because at the time when like the comics was written, it was a completely different time. Exactly. So now it's just kind of like okay, let's give. Let's just kind of let's start this. Let's start Shang Chi's back like family family story like mm. from kind of basically scratch. Yeah, yeah, so. I think so. And then uh, his mother in the film beautifully portrayed. Oh, let me let me back up real quick and give a shout out to Munger's uh, Zhang who plays mm. Jialing. Yeah, and uh, I love her. 
Yeah, she was great. I, I defy anyone who does not love her. She's incredible. And I think, yeah, they, they set her up to... Yeah, oh yeah. She's, have a, a she's really, not done yet. Yeah, she's not we're, done. We're going to see her again, and I can't wait. Um, but, uh, you know, jumping to uh, Shang-Chi's mother in the film, beautifully portrayed by Fala Chen. She's so lovely. Um, Love her. And that's uh, Ying Li. And so, believe it or not, mother in the comic books, it's one of those incidents. No name. No name. Wasn't important enough to give a name. I'm like, come on, wow. guys. Or, I, or I was like, at least conspicuous enough to knock out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So she hasn't, she has an unnamed mother in the comic wow. books. And so that brings us to Papa. And so here's, here's where we're going to get real deep. All right. So uh, in the films, he is portrayed by like Hong Kong film legend. Legend. Iconic. Tony Long. Tony Leung, yeah. Yeah, and just, he geez. portrays uh, Xu Wenwu, who is, aka, quote unquote, the Mandarin in the film. The Mandarin, the, an orange. The, <laughs> the orange, <laughs> named after a chicken dish. Um, he named me after a chicken dish. Yeah, and so he he's the big baddie that we have kind of heard of and seen portrayed by uh, Trevor Slattery in Iron Man, as, as Jeffrey mentioned. And so... I am not sure where the the Mandarin, the Mandarin, the original aspects of that villain are gonna go in the MCU. I guess yeah. we'll see. But in the books, holy cannoli, the father story is so it's messed up. It's it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and so you might have seen this, you know, like in in tabloids and and in blogs about oh Shang Chi's racist, you know, like backstory. Yeah. And so, you know, as we mentioned earlier, like, um, so let me, let me preface this with that the character does have a name now, and uh, it is Chung Sun, and um, he was originally a villain named Fu Manchu, who appeared in Detective Comics number 17, okay. July 1938. So right off the bat, if you didn't notice that. Say that again? What was the date? Fu Manchu appeared in Detective Comics. First, that is DC Comics. (laughs) And so Fu Manchu himself is actually a creation of a a novelist named Sax Romer. And so he along, excuse me, he along with two other characters that exist in the the Shang-Chi comic book world were derived from this novel um, written by this author. And and so... his rights were just kind of like acquired by whoever wanted to pay the fee. Mm. And so by that, he, Fu Manchu himself first appeared in, in DC. And then it wasn't until the seventies that Marvel actually introduced him as Shang-Chi's father. And so he was almost like, again, it's a testament of the times. And we say this so many, so much in the, in the show in general. And so for the seventies, it was like, he was the, the stereotypical China man, you sure. know, with yeah. the wispy mustache and the cat eyes and, and, you know, and, and this is why it was such a problem because it really stereotyped the entire culture uh, Yeah, and that the entire culture was bathed in this very like, oh, they're always drug lords, always underlords, yeah. they're always this character. And so, um, you know, that the character was derived from this series of books written with the concept of yellow peril in mind and so that's that right there the yellow peril is like if you want to read up on that that's like a 
nice long journey into history. <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially what I just mentioned where, you know, like this was a moment in, in, in just general history where, you know, Americans westernization and the almost the vilifying of the Orient. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Jeez. That word that comes back. And so this was square, you know, like Romer's, Romer's um, novels were of that time. And so when then the comic book properties, like, took the rights and like, all right, let's make a new villain. And so they just kind of went willy-nilly with it and thinking, oh, this is great. We have Fu Manchu in our comic. Oh, God. Only to realize, like, oh, wait, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. And so, unfortunately, that, like, led to Shang-Chi's inevitable, like, ostracizing. Because, yeah. you know, he he carried with him, unfortunately, this, like, plethora of, of again, the word stereotypes and just the negative, you Yeah, know, it's pretty tough. Contexts of yeah. that. Yeah, and so, which is crazy to think of because, you know, you imagine, you know, modern comic book um fans who are getting to know this character through mm-hmm. the MCU. This is their first exposure to this character. Yeah. And then if they try to go backwards to find these books. And they're like, whoa, like what yeah, happened? If they can even find them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at this point, it's almost like, I almost feel like they're just like, after they stopped printing, they were like, no, no, no. Like, no, we can't no, let this can't, because yeah. times have changed. We can't Tons let, yeah, yeah, this is messed up. It's messed <laughs> up. And so, um, and, and so, yeah, so Fu Manchu had become this archetype of uh, of evil genius mad scientist, and um, and so yeah, it his story wasn't even you know despite the nineteen seventy three yeah nineteen seventies mm-hmm. arrival in Marvel Comics, it wasn't until twenty ten that the story w- was rewritten with oh, wow. with Chung Sun in mind. Oh, okay, and so oh gosh, so <laughs> his. The rewrite of his story came courtesy of Ed Brubaker, okay. who we mentioned in the Captain America episode. And oh. he's that guy. He's the guy that wrote, you know, who created the Winter Soldier. And Ooh. so we have him to thank yeah. <laughs> in some respects for the, the Secret Avengers arc. And um, it was this this part of the book. I'm uh, sorry, the Secret Avengers book. And the, the arc itself was called Eyes of the Dragon. And so that... That arc is where uh, Shang-Chi is with the Avengers um, and he's, uh, he gets like, uh, you know, uh, very much like the movie, he gets a message that he has to return to oh, find okay. out some things. Yeah. yeah. And it ends up being uh, a you trap. Know, it ends up being a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. And it ends up being Chung Jun. And he reveals, like, oh, I'm not dead. I'm actually, oh, the man, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like, I'm your father. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's sort of those things. And and he dies at the end of that arc. Jesus. So he's reintroduced. Yeah. And almost immediately, he's gone. Oh, my God. And so he is dead. Uh, <laughs> he's dead in the books. Uh, <laughs> but but at least they they did the right thing, and they rewrote that history, like... Oh, yeah, your father, that was just, it was almost kind of like the Trevor Slattery Mandarin story that mm. you'll get to know is that, you know, it's like, actually, that was all a ruse. You know, I am your <laughs> I father. Am. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. But it's a four, four part story arc. It was really good. Um, and, and yeah, so his father actually had much more, I feel like the, the father aspect was, was really the shadow that kind of ultimately, you know, is the reason for Shang Tsung, uh, Shang Tsung, 
Shang I a nice. Mortal Kombat. Hello. <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> oh my gosh, where is my head? Um, from from Shangxi's, you know, history, which is kind of crazy, you know, if you think about it. And so we actually got a, an interesting tweet um, today, and he, it was from Nick on Twitter, and he says, "Did you notice the tail number on Wenwu's chopper?" So in in the film, Wenwu like is always like. Um, he's always in a helicopter. <laughs> and so oh, yeah. apparently on his, on his, his tail number, his plate, it's WW888. WW888. Yeah. And so I Googled the 888 and I know this because my sister, for instance, it's a spiritual number. Okay. So it's like almost like an ascension to God type of number. And I was like, oh, that's poetic. Wow. So that was a kind of a fun fact. So keep an eye out for that. Cause I've seen the movie three times. And I didn't notice. Yeah. And then, um, so, you know, on, on the topic of Wenwu in particular, um, you know, Shang-Chi and his adversaries, I mean, they're kind of all over the board. Um, in the film itself, we see Wenwu, of course, the Ten Rings, um, the Death Dealer. Yep. Um, and Razor Fist. And so we've kind of touched on the Mandarin aspect from the comic books. There, I... I whether or not they're going to follow that path continually, who knows? Yeah. Um, but with Razor Fist in particular, I thought it was really interesting because in the books, there's actually three incarnations of that character. Really? Yeah. And, you know, like in the film, you see in the trailers too, he's got the his right the re- arm. Retractable. Yeah. yeah. His right arm is, has a retractable, literal, like razor blade for a fist. And in the books, Homeboy is both. So he's like a Baraka speaking like of Mortal Scythe, Kombat. Like yeah. Scythe from is Pokemon. <laughs> Same thing. Same I love thing. that I talk about Mortal Kombat and then you <laughs> bring up Pokemon. Our knowledge goes yeah. way deep. Oh, guys. We're so diverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, in the books, he's like, you look him up. That's and he's gotta got to like, be like, two, like so what? inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> Being completely how you, honest. How do you itch your nose, bro? How do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> go to do anything. Bro. But I guess, like, you know, you. Changes it for like a fist or something. Maybe. Yeah, it's just too much work. Like, oh my god, the comic books. Oh, comic books are funny. Oh, love it. Um, and yeah, and so you know, it's it's kind of like that's the, the movie version. They kept it tight. They kept it to small adversaries, and you know, very. Yeah, I think they didn't that, want to pack too much. Yeah, which yeah. is great. And yeah. so you know, for the for the comic book itself, other notable notable you know adversaries, cursed lotus, and so this is another character. Uh, that is a derivative of, of Romer's stories. So there are three, you know, so three characters total were pulled from um, Romer's novels. And so the first one, like I mentioned before, was Dennis Nalen Smith, and then of course Fu Manchu. And then now, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit about Cursed Lotus, who is uh, Fa Lo Sui. And she's actually the half sister of Shang Shang. Oh, okay. Why am I saying Shang Shang? Oh my gosh! That's twice, Dime. <laughs> twice. <laughs> you One more die. time, and we're ending the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, finish him. Okay, Shang Shi. So he Falu Sui. She's the half sister of Shang Shi, and so she's known as Cursed Lotus in the books. And so I almost wonder if. Because, you know, once again, Marvel lost the rights to these characters in particular. Uh, the three that were borrowed. Okay. And so she's she's been in more modern books. And I almost wonder if mom, you know, if if, if Xia Ling and, uh, 
and uh, Ying Li were kind of lifted from her a bit, mm-hmm. aesthetically, if not like also because you know her fighting style seems very much like the mother. Um, but she was leader of the Oriental Expeditors. I don't know why that I, that I know. word triggers me for some I know, reason. Right? I don't like, know like, why. I, I, it's such it's such an archaic word if you think about it. Especially I don't know maybe because we're Asian, but yeah. it's just we just don't I'm use just, that like, anymore. Can, there's so many other words you can use. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so yeah, among among the other notable um, adversaries, there's also Lady Deathstrike, who I know you're familiar with. And then the big one for me, and I just had to write him down here, is uh, Feng Feng Foom. Feng Feng Foom. Oh my god. Do you know who Feng Feng Foom is? That sounds very familiar for some reason. It's a giant green dragon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so he is not actually just, quote unquote, just a dragon, but he is an alien uh, that of the species Makluan. Okay. And he's a shape-shifting alien from... Kakaranthara. <laughs> these, so, these names are, I'm not going to remember any of these. And so I just, I just had to plant that seed because that's my theory for some things that okay. might be, uh, okay. that might be happening. Um, and also I just want to see Fing Fing Foom because I love dragons. <laughs> and you know, from throwing it back a little bit in the nineties, Fantastic Four series, and Iron Man, I think. Um, he was actually in the in the cartoon. Oh, okay. And he was Mandarin was there as well, so I think it was it was Iron Man. And so they were they were the two main adversaries for Iron Man. Oh. Okay. And so yeah, he's just a giant green dragon, and he's pretty dope. And it'd be cool to see more dragons because like I mean yeah, there yeah. was like a yeah. And so, I think we might see Fing Fing Foam in the in the in the future. So we'll see. I can see a sequel happening. Yeah. Right. Um, and then now we're going to talk about love interests. And so, <laughs> you know, funny enough, Shang-Chi in the books doesn't have many definitive love interests. So in the books, um, yeah, you know, like Shang-Chi's um, love interests, it, it's a pretty lean um, array. Um, I only have two noted here. And so uh, the first one is Leiko Wu. Um, I mean, Shang-Chi himself describes her best. She's a beautiful British secret agent. Nice. <laughs> and she's awesome. She has this violet outfit, and she's kind of like the headache. She, you kind of have this dynamic where she, it's tough love. Um, and she worked for MI6. Okay. Um, and then there's Juliet, who is also a British agent, who falls in love with his adversary, actually, uh, the cat, Shen Kui. Um, and so, you know, the, we, we don't see either of these in the MCU um, yet. And, of course, um, I guess their counterpart in the MCU would be Katie. Yeah. Who, again, is played by Aquafina, a.k.a. Nora Lum. Um, and I don't know how many people realize this, but she is a fully original character. New character. Completely new character. So, so whether or not she's an amalgamation, we, we don't know yet. Whether or not... Her role is something larger that hasn't been revealed yet. We don't know. Probably, I mean, but they could. They, they, made they it very seem well like it. Yeah, they very well could. Which I'm so. not mad about. I mean, I love that yeah. for Aquafina. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like uh, my friend Chuck Torrance on on um, he's 100% soft. He actually asked me too. You know, like he's like, how did you enjoy the movie? And the funny thing is, is that I've been honestly like one of my first responses is, has always been, I hope they don't romanticize. Shang-Chi and Katie, because I would love to see a strong platonic friendship, friendship yeah. 
in the MCU. Instead of having to be like, they fall in love. They fall in love because like I, I had the same thing when I first watched Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, I do not want Gamora and Star Lord to get together. But of course, I've changed. <laughs> I've changed hey, my opinion. I mean, yeah, Volume Two did me, and I was like, okay, okay, fine. I still prefer her to, to like be murderous and threaten him at all times. Ah, uh, but. The way that James Gunn presented their relationship and how it... How it kind of developed and formed. How it yeah. developed, I was like, okay, okay. And then, of course, once it comes into Infinity War and Endgame, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm fully invested. I'm fully invested. How dare don't, you? Don't ever change it, like, bring her back. And so I could I could feel different about their, you know, Shang-Chi and, and Katie's relationship later on down the line, but... Like as for, you know, like for me against you know once again like coming from an Asian American background and and I had I grew up with a best friend that was a boy that was a guy, and you know like our families were oh are you yeah I know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, no so, like, <laughs> no auntie no sorry like, no like, please, Lola. Yeah. please. <laughs> yes no we're just friends and so. I would love if they kept that. If they end up changing it, sure, whatever. Like I'm sure they'll have the right story to tell with that. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see one of these these British babes come in and and how Katie then reacts to that. And, Maybe that's part and, of it too. Yeah. And yeah, and the bigger picture of of how all of this comes together for Shang Chi himself. Um, and so I have another pop quiz for you. Ooh. Related to on on the heels of Katie. Oh, okay. Um, and so, which, so it's a, it's a multiple choice okay. to save you. Which of the following characters did not, did not have a comic book counterpart until after their MCU count debut? Oh, interesting. So, so they... So, so the MCU movie came out, yeah. and then they got that character got added to the comic. Book Chicken run. came before egg. Jesus. So which of these characters uh-huh. did not have a comic book counterpart until after <laughs> their MCU debut? Ooh, okay. Here we go. Phil Coulson oh. from Agents of Shield yeah. and etc. Luis from Ant Man. Oh. Melinda May also from Agents of Shield. That's Ming Na Wen. I had to throw her yeah. in because I love Ming-Na Wen. Yeah, same. Um, or Eric Selvig from Thor. Interesting. Wow, okay. I never knew this. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> it's a short list, too. It, like, it's I'm not... Sh- I'm sure. I think that's all of them. I think <clears throat> there's maybe two other people, but... So, so who who did not have a counter, comic book counterpart until after? Ooh. Phil Coulson? Ooh. Luis? Melinda May? Or Eric Selvig. I really want to say Louise, mm-hmm. only because like he was so great in the movie. Where yeah. you're like, you're like, gotta have this guy. Yeah. Oh man. Is that Eric, your final answer? I will go with, but also Phil Coulson. But I feel like I'm gonna go Louise. Well. <laughs> That face. I wish everyone at home could see this. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Technically, you're not wrong. Oh, well, die. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Trick question. All of oh. them did not have a counterpart until after their MCU debut. <laughs> I'm ending the episode. So- this is bullshit. <laughs>
<laughs> so like legitimately, but like think of that. Like all of those characters are so good. They were so good. Yeah. They were so original that they did not exist in the comic books until after the films, after the shows came out. Which is crazy. And so that includes like Darcy, for instance. Darcy's oh, another Darcy's one. Right? Yeah. Oh, so sense. so these characters that we've come to know and love now have these comic book counterparts. And so an interesting one that, you know, that people I think would have guessed would have been Jimmy Woo, for instance. Like, oh, Jimmy Woo, oh, Randall Park is so good. Of course they put Jimmy Woo in after. And it's like, well, no. Jimmy Woo was one of the ones that actually, Organ- he's, yeah. he's been there for forever. Like, yeah. he's been there for a while. And so to know that, like, Phil Coulson and Phil, Phil Coulson, Luis, and, um, you know, these other characters have officially bridged the gap and yeah. made that conversion backwards. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And so I wonder if Katie will as well. Probably. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, you said yeah. the Shang-Chi comic book run right now. Like, is there yeah. currently, yeah, so. Exactly. And then, um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk about a little bit about aesthetic and tech. And so Ooh, yes. the first and foremost, you know, like we always talk about this as far as like the glow ups go. Yeah. And so in the film, you know, like by the third time I, I tried to really like, OK, what, what are his glow ups in this film? Right. Yeah. Like, is his hair a little different? His hair's a little different by the end of the film. A okay. little different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, it's the garb. The garb is very interesting. And I think like in many Asian or even just in general, color plays a big part in this film. Uh-huh. Um, because like, for instance, you see in the beginning of the film, like Wen Wu goes through, when he meets the mother for the first time, he's wearing all white. He's yeah. going from a white. And then after her, her, uh, her fate, he's yeah. in black and he's more in, entrenched in the villain, villainy. Yeah. of the Ten Rings. And um, and then you see red everywhere, which is, of course, very common for Chinese. Um, red is luck yeah. and power and, you know, of course, gold as well. And so for Shang-Chi in particular, it's, it's interesting to pay attention to the colors that he wears. Yeah. Because there is a lot of red and white and the purity of white and the innocence of white. And um, as we go along, yeah. it's the same thing. And he gets, gets to the point where, you know, and you've seen it in the, the promotional posters, he's now wearing the, all the red, the red and the black accents. And I think that's pretty dope. Like, yeah. that's a great... It's pretty, rep- yeah, like, the, the, the whole torso part is, yeah. like, super cool. It's so cool. And then, um, you know, it goes without saying that the ceremonial garb, both in the comic books and the MCU, are passed down from ancestors. And so they keep that, and once again, they keep that heritage, yeah, yeah. you know, thing going. Keep it really true. yeah. And then, um, <laughs> of course, we have the Ten Rings as well, which they are now selling individually as fine jewelry. <laughs> so really? you can get you a single Ten Ring. <laughs> You're going to make you buy all <laughs> si- ten individually? That was the best thing about the post when they announced it, because it's this company called Rock Love that's based here in L.A. Okay. And I actually own two pieces from them. I own a, a Groot, like, tree branch ring. Okay. And the an amulet that has a, a stone in it from guardians one. Um, but <laughs> so they're making this like sterling, whatever it is, um, ring and everybody in comments, cause it doesn't say the price <sighs> on the, on the post. It doesn't say the yeah. price. And everybody in the comments is like, you telling me I got to buy 10 of those at a hundred dollars a piece <laughs> just to get a full set. <laughs> so they're a hundred bucks a pop. Oh my but God. They better be friggin'. I'm lady. sure they'll make one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I know. Right. <laughs> He's doing the fist thing, like where he's 
trying to pulse power from his. That's actually kind of cool. When I saw, when I saw the first trailer for that, and it's yeah. not like that's the, how the Ten Rings work in, yeah. in the MCU. I was yeah. like, that's actually really it's crazy, creative. right? Yeah, and it's so interesting because like. I almost got the vibe of like very Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And I could see why people might like it for that aspect because like the, it was just so much power coming out of yeah. like a single little like, like godlike power. <clears throat> like, yeah. Makes you like a godlike It's so me. cool. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> the Ten Rings themselves, like in the books. And so I have a graphic that I'll probably post. <clears throat> and so it breaks down what each and every ring does. And so, Ooh. whether or not this is this is actually this co- this correlates with MCU, uh-huh. don't know. And so, in the comic books, the Ten Rings themselves, um, there's the Remaker shatters and reimagines relationships on a subatomic level. Influence creates various forces that cause a body to undergo change. Spin decelerates time around the wearer. Appears as super speed to the watcher. Spectral winds up and warps the air itself, can appear ghostly, can appear not at all. Nightbringer creates malleable darkness, a dark light. Zero opens a beam of nothingness from the icy heart of outer space, creates a deafening boom as the vacuum is filled. The liar creates world upon world of illusionary fable, as impossible to escape as a tangible of dreams, oh, sorry, as a tangle of dreams, but vexes the wearer as well. Lightning creates a directable electrical atmospheric discharge. Incandescence contains the miniature heart of a star and scorches the air before it. And Daimonic, the irresistible urge that propels into the unknown. The compulsive creates loyalty, creates obsession. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like... You think, oh, time, space, power. Like, that was one thing with the gauntlet. Yeah. Now we have these things that could inevitably be influencing. I wonder if they are going to do those things individually, though. Right. Because I feel like, you know, again, mild spoiler, but I feel like zero, like opening the beam of nothingness from the icy heart of outer space. It's almost like, is that the power that's being propulsed or is it the yeah. lightning that's, you know, electrical atmospheric discharge? Yeah, like, they, 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 they didn't really in the movies, not a spoiler, but they, they didn't really go into the background yeah, at all. of like the, the rings. It yeah. was just that first story that the mom was telling that like mm-hmm. he may have, Legend says he got it from a crater or he stole it from a tomb and they mm-hmm. never get into it up until like yeah. maybe the spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, maybe the end, the the, one po- of the end credits. The po- one of the cre- end credits yeah. scene and mm-hmm. maybe they'll obviously Expand explain, on that. That, yeah. explain that in like a future movie. Yeah, but you know, like thinking about it, it's almost like, it's, it's kind of like they had these ten rings and their powers on a board and they're like, okay, what can we subtly nod to? <laughs> Because like the deceleration, the the creating obsession, it's like oh, that's kind of insane. Yeah, and so at I, a subatomic level, yeah. what the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, it fits the shoe. Like, the uh, shoe yeah, fits, it, right? Uh, yeah. Like Jeez. oh my gosh, like that fits right into like you want to go into Ant Man land and you want to go into multiverse. Like see now I'm like now, like with all these movies coming out, I just feel like any superhero can make a cameo in any movie. Yeah. For like truthfully, you know what I'm saying, which is crazy. And, who, and but who's that's to say, great. and who's to say Simu didn't film a, a cameo 
you know, like yeah. during like while they're filming, you yep. know, exactly, exactly. Which is like all oh, the secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, and so uh, and, and and like to your point, like I mean, but having people have being at a point where people can characters can make cameos and it makes total sense is exactly what should be happening. Because that's how it is in the books. Like, you know, somebody steps in, you don't go, why is Captain America here? It's like, no, it's Captain America, he's here. When we saw, like, Wong, the trailers were like, yeah, he's going to spoil Wong. Yeah, (laughs) and then it's like, like, of course, you know, there's a bigger picture to it, you know, and and thankfully, you know, like, cool, we'll be able to see that. And so the rings themselves, um, that that panel was from Invincible Iron Man Annual Volume 1, as recently as 2013, um, Kieran Gillen, he wrote um, an arc in the Iron Man books where he has upgraded, not Kieran himself or not Iron Man himself, but the rings have been upgraded mm-hmm. that they're now sentient. Jeez. <laughs> so they can speak to each other. And I, I believe that they can mock the wearer <laughs> as well. So they can like communicate. A, it's like wearing a parrot or something. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they, they can communicate and they can, you know, they can identify one another. It's crazy. That's so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Because no. we'll in the movie, the rings seem incredibly powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah and you're yeah, like, oh, okay. Like the trajectory, like what, you know, like, like of what like Shang-Chi can do and bring to the MCU. It's yeah. like. Ooh, like where is he gonna fit in? Oh my and how gosh. is he gonna interact with other yeah. characters? I'm like, oof. And this I, is- I think I said this to you the first time we saw it at the screening, but I was like, dude, like seeing the power that comes out of that kid in that movie, I was like, this is how they're gonna win the next big baddie, because like I could see him like, and and hopefully you'll all be able to see this in in theaters or on Disney Plus. But the power this kid has, I was like. Oh my god, he could go. He could go cosmic, and it was so crazy to me. Like not to stray too far from the topic, but that the beginning of the film really settles in that special. Well, not even the beginning, but as they introduce Shang Chi himself, he's very street level, very street level, yep. very, very, very. And I love street level. Yeah. Like street level heroes are my my bread and butter. But. To then bring him to this mystical place in this mystical plane and then introduce a cosmic thing like somewhere perhaps, like especially with the other characters involved in the in the phase four, is like, are they is he gonna be the key to them winning? Like he could be. Yeah. He could be. And that's an awesome thought. That's an awesome feeling, I think. Uh, that's yeah, I'm um, so we'll see. We'll see what, what, what the rings and, and what power they behold in, in the MCU as Time passes, I suppose. Yeah. When we'll see them next, who knows? Yeah. Um, and so uh, we got a question from Instagram. Good old Andrew. Yes. What would you like to see in the sequel? Ugh. <laughs> uh. Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> I want Fing Fang Foom. More dragons. Fing Fang Foom. Uh, <laughs> More dragons for sure. I Morris think, would be cute too. I think. Morris. <laughs> That will be the rest of the episode, guys. Is Guy and I going? (laughs) He is an actual voice actor, by the way. Of course he does. (laughs) He's probably got paid for it. But he's like a legend, D. Baker. Um, And so he. (laughs) I've heard that name. Yeah, no, he's a legend. He's truly a legend. He is also. um, He's voiced. 
uh, Hank Pym, uh, Mysterio, uh, J. Joan Jameson, Scorpion, Daredevil, Lockjaw, Tippy-Toe in various Marvel animated series and video games. My gosh. And that's just Marvel. He's okay. also in DC stuff. And so he mm. was, he was, this was uh, what I wanted to talk about real quick. <clears throat> he was Sebastian in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, a.k.a. The Rat. He was the oh rat. Oh my god. So the rat Sebastian is also Morris from Shang-Chi. <laughs> love that. I love it. <laughs> Broad range, this guy. D Baker, hey ho. But uh back to yeah, Andrew's question. Yeah. Um I feel like I feel like Spoiler, his sister's gonna play a big part. Yeah. Because the Ten Rings will return. Ling Ling! So cause cause to his knowledge, Shang-Chi's knowledge. He thought that, oh, like, my sister's back in. She's cleaning up She's shop. She's cleaning up shop. She's, like, like you know, destroying my, my father's empire. Yeah. Lo and behold. She's, re- she's rebuilding that shit for herself. Because she's like, I've always wanted to run my father's empire. Or build, run that empire. If my father does not want to include me in his empire, yeah. I will build my own. So, you know. Oh, look who's doing the impersonations now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Shining, and, then, and then what? To Shang-Chi's surprise, yeah. she's like, uh, sis. Yeah. I thought you were ending this. <laughs> Can and she you was imagine like, nah, face? what you gonna do about it? She's boom, like, bam, no. boom. Yeah. Fee Fang Foom. Fee Fang Foom. Oh my gosh. Um, oh wow. But and then I also hope they also explore spoiler alert, Taobo. Because it's like I was like thinking about it, like as I was watching, like mm-hmm. when they finally get into there mm-hmm. I was like oh like this isn't like this isn't a place like you go to like this isn't like a Wakanda like yeah. you know you can just go and secretly go yeah. in it, this is like a full-fledged, a, a full-fledged other dimension other dimension yeah. universe kind of because mm-hmm. like they go through the whole magical like way to get in there I was yeah. like oh like this is yeah. like a whole nother thing and so you know what I found very interesting um about their 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 verbiage when it came to Talo is like they mentioned it as a, another world. Yes. Another universe. Yes. Another dimension. And so I was like, okay, I think that, like, if I had anything, any beef about the film, I would just be like, oh. What the, is it? What is that exactly? Yes. Because you say universe, that's a big word. That's a big, big word. Like, are they then, is there, is there another Shang-Chi in that universe? Yeah, sure. Is there another mother? Yeah. Like, you know, and so that kind of. Like, choose one. Choose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would sooner say dimension. Because it's not necessarily another universe. It's just another part where I mean, maybe they'll you can't explain go. it in the future. Yeah. But I mean, and this is why I thought they were gonna. This is why I think the representation and the the bringing of Kunlun into the mix with Iron Fist is huge. Because you know, uh, Nan even mentions when she's telling the story of their people, she's like, "We have many cities, like many mm. cities." It's like, huh. Interesting. Kunlun could be one of those cities. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But I, know. I thought that was pretty pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Like, it's like this mystical place. Because then you see his mother's powers in the beginning. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, what yeah. is that? Where is she drawing her powers from? And it's obviously from the Great Protector or yeah. whatever. Um, but, yeah. That, that, that place looks super... It needs to be explored more. Yeah, I agree. And then I hope it does get explored more. I agree. Um, ditto. Same. I couldn't. I couldn't add anything else. I. I would love to see that. Yeah. And just, again. Well, because I love Charlie. seeing like you know obviously the like like badass you know women, 
And so we got that with her, with his mother. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. Yeah. And then you know his sister. Mm-hmm. And now she's now she has, she's taken on this whole new kind of Mandarin. <laughs> it's almost like a Mandarin seat. That and so like you know still spoiler alert. I think perhaps you know because you know the fresh coat of point, paint that is very literal. Yeah. In that scene, at the very, very dead end of the movie, is that it's like perhaps she's uh, yeah. She's so very curious to see like how the yeah. now the the brother sister dynamic yeah work since obviously in this movie it was very oh, it was broken yeah. yeah. And then so now it's like and then towards the end of the movie it's like it's like the kind of mended, mended yeah. But then now it's like oh my god you're you're starting back up the ten rings again <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> like oh no what are we doing yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And I know, I know Simu has said himself, he's like, he doesn't know when he will be, we'll be back for in it. the Shang-Chi seat. So we'll find out. We'll see. Hopefully sooner than later. And yeah. so speaking of the Shang-Chi seat, we're going to hit the almost was. This one I'm very curious about. <laughs> and so I was telling Jeff before the show. Um, I had, I found two more that actually kind of, um, were considered for this role. And so this is one of our favorite sort of subjects as far as doing these character studies go. And so, yeah, initially it was like two people and then I kept digging and digging and digging it and Oof. I found more and more. And so now the roster is pretty long. And so I don't know how many of these you might be, um, familiar with, but you know, like I mentioned earlier, as far as the film's history itself goes yeah, and it goes spanning back, back so yeah. far, you have to remember that I don't know how how long casting typically takes, but these actors that I'm about to mention were all like hit up in 2019, which is literally a year and a half really? ago. Yes, so it was a very tight schedule. I can imagine that it was like maybe they had like their their ideal three, and they were just like going to hold on to that list. But here we go. And so the first candidate was Alex Landy. I am not familiar with him or his work, but he's from Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Ludi Lin, who's speaking of Mortal Kombat, he played Liu Kang in that in, in the, the new, new film. Yeah, and I oh. loved him. I okay. thought he was okay. fantastic. Yeah. Okay. He was one of my favorite parts of that movie. And I don't know if you knew this about me, but I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so um, to see his version of Liu Kang that was really like, uh, it was Almost as good as the original, if not comparable to the original uh, actor whose name completely escapes me right now. Um, I think he did a fantastic job, and he was a great martial artist in that film. Um, And so he would have been an interesting take. Uh, (laughs) Another interesting take is Ross Butler. I don't know if you've seen 13 Reasons Why, but he's the tall Asian guy in that that show. And he's also adult Eugene in Shazam. Yeah, and he's great in Shazam. I loved him in Shazam. Um, Mike Mo, who played Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Mike Fantastic. Mo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great, great, great actor. Um, then, of course, it comes down to the, the, the final three, who were Louis Tan, of course, because Louis Tan, who was also in Mortal Kombat, playing an original character, uh, not an original character, but, um, and he actually played uh, Zhou Cheng in Iron Fist. Oh, so he's Louis in. Okay. Yeah, Louis face, Tan. He's Shatterstar in Deadpool. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I like him as Shatterstar. Um, I couldn't see him as Shang Chi in particular, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then this one is a surprising one that I found today, but of course, like of course, he would have been nominated because he's fantastic. Stephen Yun, 
Steven Yeun, yeah. Yeah, from from The Walking Dead, and and of course, you know, uh, what's his uh, Minari? Was it Minari? His new film. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And um, and then of been, course our boy Simu Liu. That would have been interesting, yeah. Yeah, and so Simu of course got it, and uh, all thanks to that one tweet. So yeah, that's cool. I remember there's the story of it. Like he got he got the call on a Sunday, or he auditioned. No, he auditioned on like a Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was, and then like he got the call saying like, "Oh, you got it," mm-hmm. and then he went to Comic Con. Yeah, four and days he went later. to Comic Con. <laughs> four and days I have later. the video. I have the video because I was there, and so that's why I'm saying like, "Wow, that must have been nonstop, super tight." And imagine the pressure of like, "Yo, we're going to Comic Con in four days. You have and to it's pick also, somebody." This is the, the Comic Con where they yeah. announced all Everything. the Phase Four, and everybody was yep, there. Everybody was because like because he, he always brings up like, "Oh, he did an AMA, right?" Mm-hmm. Simu, yeah. And so he was just like, what was, like, your mo- favorite moment so far, like, after being part of this MCU? He mm. was like, he was like, oh, at Comic-Con where we took a picture Ugh. and I just feel Benedict Cumber- Cumberbatch's hand on my shoulder. <laughs> he, it was, I love him. He was like, it was like having a super sexy dad just comfort you. And you're super like, <laughs> sexy dad. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. So that must he's have been, great. like, super crazy. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah. he's like, I got the call. Like, I'm Kaz. And, like, you, like meet, imagine. you meet, like, yeah. the whole cast. Basically. Well, and like you said earlier, you know, like for for those who don't know, like Simu used to be a stock photo model. <laughs> like, what the hilarious! <laughs> so great. Now he's Shang Chi. Now he's Shang Chi. That's crazy. He's an action figure, I know. dude. Oh god. Yeah. So, um, some quick suggested reading for anybody who is the least bit interested in this character. I would obviously uh, refer to more modern. Titles, um, as previously mentioned, Secret Avengers by Ed Brubaker. Um, also previously mentioned, uh, 2019's At- Agents of Atlas, written by Greg Pak and uh, Jeff Parker. And then uh, the more, most recent series, um, solo title series, Shang- Shang-Chi, uh, written by Jin Yang, um, are both great. Um, and yeah, so that's, believe it or not, the end of the show. No. Yes. Really? Really. Wow. wow! Oh man! Uh, um, but it's worth noting that this Shang Chi itself only has a theatrical window window of forty five days. So, if you can and if you feel safe doing so, please go see yes. the film. The numbers just came out today for the projected and for the weekend. Um, as of right now, it's made seventy one. Okay, let's go. And then when the weekend we, Labor Day weekend ends, yeah. around like eighty. God, I, I like really. I, yeah. And I commented this on a Shang Chi account. I was like, "Can we make it a hundred? Like, can we just make it a hundred? That would be yeah, amazing." It's, it's tough. Uh, um, it's so tough right now. And so yeah, if you if you if you can and you feel safe, please go see it in theater. See it in IMAX if you can afford to. Otherwise, it will be on Disney Plus after that forty five day grace period. So everyone can enjoy it then, yeah. um, and I'm sure I'll be watching it a few, few times. 100, yeah. <laughs> like once it comes out, I'm definitely gonna be watching yeah. it. I I was seeing on Twitter that like, oh, like this is moving up to a lot of people's top five, top three, yeah, like crazy. Marvel movies, and it's like I was like I was like oh I was like you know what yeah like honestly when yeah. it comes to origin movies mm-hmm. and just like scale and like story. Yeah, that was actually a question I was gonna ask you. Like you know, given that this is an origin story, like where does this rank in in your in your favorite your top three? Top top three top, five whatever. Top origin movies or just yeah, origin movies. Origin movies only. Marvel origin movies. Oh, it's pretty. That's a tough one, right? That is pretty so, tough because there's really a lot of good, good ones. Yeah. Obviously, Captain America is a really solid one. Uh, First yeah. Iron Man, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might have a little bit of a 
an Asian bias here. Yeah, I know. Like, but just because, like, obviously, I know so much that's going about this movie. When is because, like, when it comes to American movies, let alone comic book movies, Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and American movies in general, they don't do fight choreography that right. well. For example, yeah, or at least, and also edit them well too. Yeah. For example. And I love these movies too. Some of the Bourne movies. Yeah. No, I said that to my dad. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're so the overly thing. edited and it's like hundreds of cuts. And this is coming from me because I'm a video editor. And so it's like, it shouldn't take five edit points, edit cuts to show one fight move. No. Especially and it's like, if it's and tiny, you don't even tiny. know what you're looking at. And then, so that was like the first thing that I was like looking for when we first started, when we saw our first screening of, of Shang-Chi. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's see how these fight scenes. And that's why the very first fight scene between mm-hmm. Tony Leung and Paula Chen mm-hmm. is my favorite fight scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie has a lot of oh, amazing God. fight They're scenes. So good. But that first one, yeah. when it comes to storytelling, fight style, the way it's shot and cut. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's just like... Oh, you! If, when you guys see it, and or or if you guys have seen it already, like you under you have to understand like just like the cadence of like that fight because yeah. when it comes to what I've like, what I've learned in like foreign films, when it comes to when they do martial arts and everything and and, and fighting, mm-hmm. a fight in a movie has to tell a story. If yeah. the fight does not tell a story, mm-hmm. why are you doing it? It's a mm-hmm. waste of time. That's that great. very first fight between Tony Leung and Paula Chen mm-hmm. tells a complete story, mm-hmm. like from like act one to act three, and you're gonna be like, and the way that's shot, and you're like, <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah. It's genuinely beautiful. It's, it's genuinely like beautiful. The, like how different in contrast like yes. they, they are in fighting styles yeah. and how, oh God. I it's was like, so I was much. like, this is like the slow-mo part of the fight. I was like this. I was like, no, this is, <laughs> no, yeah. no, this is amazing. This stop And it. of course the parallels that are then repurposed or you know that we see at the end of the exactly film or near the end of the film. every fight like had a, yeah had, it was had connected purpose. It, yeah, had purpose. It, it, it was like it was like a it from its predecessor yeah of the fight yeah. i mean i stand true like as much as i love that that fighting scene like it's number two for me but that freaking bus scene the bus scene too just, was the, set, the last half of that Fight, like the fight itself is tremendous, yeah. but the last half of it was very reminiscent to me of of Peggy Carter's most recent fight in What If, um, when she's going through the hallway and they show it from the side perspective and she's just going through. Which is uh, which is um, a very I, oh I got I don't I don't know if I'm right. This is that was it's a very famous made scene from one of the like these um, Asian movies oh, really? where it's a one take yeah. from like the side of a hallway. Oh yeah, and it's I think it might be the raid. Oh yeah, no, I think it is. I the think raid. it is the raid. Yeah. Yes, no, it has and my, to be. And my friend Brandon just mentioned to me, like yeah. he was like, he's oh, how was Shang Chi? He was yeah. just, I was like, I was like, dude, it's like, yeah, it's like a foreign Asian film, like yeah. mar- like fighting wise, but, but with Marvel. But Marvel. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, oh, cool, like, yeah. like, like very like raid. I was like, yeah. they literally, I was like, I think <laughs> they literally like recreated like one of the fight scenes from it's the raid. So oh, they used that shooting style. Yeah. yeah. So like. That's that's that was it, the great. shooting style. Yes. Yeah, and so I, I so, noticed that too from yeah. the bus scene where he find, where Inside, he yes. yeah, and yeah. and it's it's so cool because it's telling like you just said it's it's telling a story in its own way yeah. like not only is it dynamic and it's yeah. like, holy balls it's incredible yeah but it's so funny that that translated just weeks ago from an animated version which then all. You know, those two plus the Daredevil infamous Daredevil hallway yes. scenes are also incredible. Um, and they're all, they like, they just carry this weight of storytelling that's just like, 
I don't. Yeah. Know when that. I was, but, every every fight told a story yeah. in the film, yeah. and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like that. As long as it does that. Yeah. Especially with the uh, when Simu fights. Yeah. Excuse me. When when Simu fights uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't know if you saw me during the second time yeah. we saw it, yeah. like during that fight, and yeah. I was just like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh yeah. god! I was like, I was oh like, no, god, this is so this is good. this is too this is too good. This and so is too yeah, amazing. and so that said, I mean, given that that is very much an, a characteristic of the origin story itself, that's kind of wild to think about. It does really push it up there for me. But you know, again, I'm so easy that it's then hard to pick because, like, you know, while my parents were visiting, my dad hadn't seen Ant Man, and mm. so I put it on for him. And he was he was loving it, and I was like, I really love this story, and I love like <laughs> the origin of Scott Lang. Yeah. And then you know all of the origins are so tough; it's hard. It also to, does like, help pick. that the characters playing, the actors playing. Oh, them, they're just so good. They're so charismatic. Yeah. They just they understand. They, they understood understand. the assignment. Yeah. And so <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you where it ranks for me, but it's. I think Shang Chi definitely. I think it's for sure a top three. I definitely I understand. So. Yeah, I definitely understand how it could be for yeah. for some folks. I don't know. It might be. It might climb still because. Man, Simu and that cast are just so fantastic. Amazing cast. It's literally a cast <laughs> of like, and if you don't like know of like a, a yeah. lot of like um, Asian like foreign films, yeah. like the cat, like it's such like, a great like we said at the top of the show, like Tony Leung is legend. a legend. Yes, like go watch his stuff. I've yeah. maybe seen. I don't know if I've seen that I many or, or at all, but I, yeah. but I but I know that he's a legend. Yeah, exactly. Like, even though you, even if you haven't seen it, yeah. I, I know that he's legendary exactly. in that space. So he's for him so cool. to do this film and yeah. his first American film yeah. and absolutely crush it. Crushed it. Yeah. And you know, like, and not to, not to, sorry, like this is supposed to be the end of the show. But, I know. But you know, like. <laughs> We're I, Asian, I, okay? I we got it. Ah. <laughs> I kind of want to do a Mandarin slash, you know, Wen Wu episode because uh, Wen Wu in particular goes from an area where he, you know, and I, you know, the first thing I thought of with him is that I didn't want to call him a villain. He's a bad guy, but he's not a villain. Yeah. And I think what they, they did a fantastic job of humanizing his character in particular in the film. And because his part in Shang-Chi's story is so vital and so important yeah. to who he be he becomes. Yeah. And so um, I, Tony just did yeah. an incredible job. And, and in that article, I think... I found it after you had mentioned it was with Tony himself and, and Simu was quoted like he has this way of looking at a person and he can tell stories with just the gaze of He's his an eyes. amazing actor yeah. with his eyes. Yes. Yeah, he's and amazing he was, and I've, I've definitely noticed this even yeah. more in, in the, the latest um, yeah. and then when viewings. It, and then when it comes to like the Wen Wu's like character itself, obviously it's a new character. Yeah. And so I, I read a couple of interviews or saw and saw a couple of interviews mm -hmm. of like so they have to kind of reinvent this mm -hmm. and so with tony he was saying that like he was like if i don't believe this character i can't become this yes, character exactly and so like he created like this backstory for this character yeah. like why wh like why like basically like understand the character's mm -hmm. motivations yes and so and then he got that <laughs> he, he got all of fantastic that fantastically yeah. yeah so Ugh. yeah so, yes. an amazing cast go see it please yes. go see it please go see, go see it, it. <laughs> um Anyway, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we are Groot Salute. This this episode to Jenny, Ed, Melanie, Andrew, Jolas, Claire, Woo. and Robin. Woo. So I'm trying to actually make more of this particular tier available. 
and I did not show you yet. It's a little oh. surprise, but you might have seen it in our email. But um, I'm, I'm designing a new piece of merchandise to help open up some more We Are Groot um, salute Man. slots. So if you want to become a Patreon, stay tuned for that. Um, follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. If you like what you hear, once again, we have Patreon. So if you want to support us for as little as 12 bucks a year, you oh, can yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> and that's it. We did it. We did it. Go see Shang-Chi, guys. Go see Shang-Chi. It's amazing. It's good. It's All so right. great. And we will see you in the next one. Air punching. Boom, boom, boom. Bye. My name is Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. 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 S-H-A-N-G. Shang. That's what I said.